I love helping people, as I know you do too, help them to tell their story. Yeah. Because people frequently will come and they're like, well, I know I want to write, but I just don't know how to get started. Yep. And Absolutely. so, and that's another reason why we do this podcast. Uh, yeah. You're listening to The Sociable Scribes, two professional writers who work hard, play hard, and love to have fun on the job. Word stylist Nikita Rowell-Stevens and publishing consultant Kim Ely talk about the topics and questions they hear most often from their clients. Let's talk about writing, the good, the bad, and the awesome, while addressing popular questions and concerns from real writers like you. If you're a writer, someone who aspires to write, or just wants to learn more about writing and publishing and have a lot of fun along the way, welcome to the tribe. Here are your hosts, Nikita and Kim, two writers who love to socialize, the sociable scribes. So, Nikita, what is behind your curtain this week? Man... My curtain is so full. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, just pick one. Um, So I'm going through, and I may have mentioned this in in previous episodes, I'm going through some major transitions in my business right now. Yeah. And um, transitioning away from the content marketing that I've done for almost five years now um, to focusing um, exclusively on... um, being an author and serving other authors, um, awesome. which is very in line with what we're doing here, ironically. Right? Oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so I have been having a lot of fun. I think I may have mentioned prior to going into this season um, that I was, you know, going to be writing, you know, so many words per month. Yes. And so I'm proud to say, as I started that process in April. Uh-huh. I wrote my first novella in 20 days. thousand words. Yes, so it can be done. Awesome. Um, and so um, it's the it's the um, a prequel to a rom com series I've been working on right now, which is oh, super fun. That's awesome. Um, and so I'm working on book official book one of that series this month. My goal is about eighty thousand words. I am almost halfway through. Woohoo! Um, so I'm like, I think I'm at 37. I should be actually 39. So, and I have 2000 more words scheduled to write today. So I should be at 41,000 words by the end of the day. Awesome. That's fantastic. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really cool um, challenge of myself to see what I'm made of and how much I can really write. Yeah. Um, because if I would have asked myself the question of, could I do this? Um, 12 months ago, I'd have been absolutely not. There's no way I can do that. And so it's just really interesting how things have shifted. It's, it's really just a mindset thing, which is maybe something we should talk about in the show sometime Definitely. Um, in terms of what you think you're capable of. Um, and sometimes it's timing um, because yeah. I, I know I'm at the right timing right now to be doing what I'm doing. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh my gosh, I am so proud of you. Thank that's you. fantastic. That's Yay. Well, what's behind your curtain, Kim? Oh gosh. Um, let's see. Well, um, I I think I've talked a little bit before about doing uh writing workshops. Yeah. Stepping out of my comfort zone. I've been only doing them locally because uh here in, in Richmond area. I'm going to do a couple of them in July in Washington, DC. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> So I'm going to be doing them at this wonderful place called the Mansion on O Street. Okay. And it's a place where I wrote about in my book, Tickers. Okay. And uh, I had the privilege of interviewing um, the owner of the place. Her name is H. That's okay. her whole name. H. H-H well, H. H. Leonard's, but H. Wow. And um, uh, had such a good time. I did a book signing there along with um, our good friend Shirley T. Burke. And so she and I both did a book, a book, our book signing together. And now I'm going to be doing writing workshops there. That is so, awesome. Thank you. That's so exciting. I'm excited to reach a new audience. Yeah. It'll be really cool. And I love helping people, as I know you do too, help them to tell their story. Yeah. Because people frequently will come and they're like, well, I know I want to write, but I just don't know how to get started. Yep. And Absolutely. so, and that's another reason why we do this podcast yes, as well. Yes. So yeah, so it's so cool to have all these different ways to get that message out to writers and yes. connect. So absolutely. So yeah, awesome. yeah, what's going on? So and now it's time for gregarious goofballs. Uh, 
All right, so it is time for Gregarious Goofballs. So, what you got, Kim? Have I got one for you this week? So, we've been very excited because we've been setting up our website. So, it's going to be sociablescribes.com. So, uh, about a year ago, we had been planning on this, so we had purchased the domain. So we purchased the domain name and now we're ready, you know, 2019, it's time. Yes. And I go and I log into my website. Well, first I went and I entered in sociablescribes.com and it said it was owned by someone else. And I was like, what the heck? And I think I even texted you. You did. And I said, Nikita, didn't we purchase that domain name? Yeah. Yeah. First thing we did. First thing we did. (laughs) So then I went back and I opened up my uh, uh, GoDaddy account and it's not there. So I call them up. Oh, and then I I did a search and um, to purchase it, um, I would have to negotiate with the person who owned it and pay for it. Right. So then I call up. The person from GoDaddy, who, by the way, was extremely patient and kind with me, come to find out I had purchased it under a different account. So I owned it, but under a separate account. So I was about to try to buy it from myself. Let's <laughs> negotiate with myself. So the guy started by saying, well, let's reach out to the person who owns it and see. If they're willing to sell it. No, he goes, goes, the account is under the name Kim Ely. You're Kim Ely, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. And he goes, I believe you own it already. He was very kind. He changed it over. So now it's under the same account. I'm sure. I'm sure. I said, Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And yeah, and I was like, I, I was like, oh, only me, only I could try to buy a domain name from myself. Already <laughs> Of course, of course, Kim. of course. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my goodness! I'm just so thankful I didn't pay the money because I almost paid for it with before calling. Well, I remember you sending me the me- the the message, and I'm like, I know we have this because I remember you buying it. I was sitting there with you I while we you were did there. it. It was at yes. Panera. Wasn't yes, it? yes, I remember. <laughs> Apparently, I was under a pseudonym. Like, you're yes. like, you're like, hmm. like figure this out. Yes. <laughs> The good news is we have our website. Yay! (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. So what story do you have for us? (laughs) So so mine is a little bit of a blast from the past for me. It's a bit of a traumatic childhood experience. Oh, no! Do you you remember? Well, they still have them. Do you remember, like, the, the bumper boats? That you would like, you know, yeah, uh, amusement parks and like little theme parks that you get in, and you know they're like got the little bumpers around and you ride. Exactly, it looks like a little car, and then yeah, it's got the it's big like a, bumper. In yeah, it's like a bumper yeah. car, but in the water. In the water. Yeah, yeah. I got on one of those when I was a kid. Uh huh. And it did not bode well for me. Uh oh. Um, I could not figure out. Some else, somebody else should have gotten in the boat with me. Somebody <laughs> else could. I don't remember how old I was. <laughs> Um, I don't remember how old I was. I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was anybody else in there, but there should have been someone, <laughs> an adult. You needed adult supervision. I needed adult supervision. <laughs> My aunt, Jewel, was uh-huh. in the boat, but she was in a separate boat. Oh, okay. Me. Okay. And, um, we went out into the water and I think I scooted a little bit. I don't remember. Uh-huh. All I remember was... <laughs> Going round and round in circles because that's the only oh, thing. No, only thing I knew how to make the boat. <laughs> it was not. It was very traumatic for me. And so it's come time. It's like bring the boats back in. And the people are like, and I'm like spinning, 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 and I start freaking out. Oh no! And I was like, somebody get me out She was so embarrassed, like, oh my god, I'm with that kid. 
just come back? I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> I try, and the boat spins around. <laughs> and we'll have to say, oh to this day, I have never gotten on one of those boats again. Really? No. I'm so that traumatic. I all I did was spin in circles. Somebody had to come out and get me. Oh my god! I was humiliated. I was old enough to be humiliated, so oh, no. I was probably at least ten or older. Oh my god! And my aunt was like, "Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed." <laughs> You're screaming. Everybody in the place can hear me. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that's my hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the moment. At least you can laugh about it now. I can laugh it now. <laughs> Pretty sure a lot of people are laughing at me while this is happening. <laughs> Your aunt's like, I do not know that child. <laughs> well, that's a that good one. Kim, I'm so excited about our next guest. Me too. So um, we are very lucky to have Miss Kelly Lemon, Yay. like the fruit, <laughs> join yes. in us today. So um, let me tell you guys a little bit about Kelly. So Kelly Lemon is a social entrepreneur slash consultant that's passionate about changing how people live Richmond. Love it. Um, Richmond, Virginia, for those of you that aren't in Richmond. Um, <laughs> formerly the business manager of Mama J's Restaurant, Kelly is now working for herself to socially connect people through food, sports, arts, and education, which is awesome. Yes. Um, late 2018, she made her dream into a reality and opened her social cafe, Urban Hang Suite, at 304 East Broad Street in historic Jackson Ward. Love it. She's an on-air, on-air personality for Radio One's Richmond Kiss FM, which I listen to. Um, <laughs> I power Richmond and host a weekly podcast and web series called Coffee with Strangers. Love Kel- it. Kelly hosts various social events, including the Richmond Jazz Festival, After Hours at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, Family Day at the Lewis Ginter Botanical Gardens of Fine... Wait, did I read that? Oh, Lewis Ginter Botanical Gardens and Controversy History at the Valentine Museum. She has also assisted in creating unique urban events in RVA, including Hip Hop Bingo. Oh, that's cool. Ready to Give Charity Event, The Art of Noise, Made by RVA Creative Market, Heart and Soul Brew Fest, Virginia Richmond Black Restaurant Experience. Kelly got her Bachelor of Science degree from UVA and Master's in Education from VCU, so I'm sure you're pretty happy about your basketball championship. Oh, I'll be cheering for you. <laughs> that win, yes. um, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Yay. So we are so super excited to have you as a guest on our podcast. Thank you. Thank so you for having me. It's you. weird being on the side. Oh, I bet. Yeah, so, I, I bet. bet. So you're in the hot seat. Yeah. So <laughs> we won't turn up the heat too much. That's cool. I can handle it. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. So let's jump in. Um, you were you are a social entrepreneur. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, when I first started saying I was a social entrepreneur, it definitely does not have the definition that it does now. Uh, I I started saying it as um, I was getting paid to have fun. Uh, I was getting paid to do social things to connect people in a in a more entertaining way. Right. Now a social entrepreneur is about social justice. A lot of uh, people, a lot of activists use that word. Um, yeah. And you know when when I say it, and they're like, oh, so you're down for the good fight? No, I'm down for the fundraiser and the after party. Right. The fight, and right. I'll make sure that everybody that donated or, or fought with you is going to have a good time. Gotcha. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That sounds like that's kind of your superpower. A little bit. Um, just connecting people, just making people talk to each other. I'm having a, I'm having a, um, an interesting ride being able to do that and make a living off of it. Oh, that's awesome. That's oh, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So, coffee with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. So, mm-hmm. how do you get strangers to share their life with you, and why do you think it's so important to hear other people's stories? Um, well, originally when um, Matt and I um, thought about the show, um, it was literally me just like gorilla 
interviewing people. Like we'd be at a coffee shop and I'd just run over and be like, hey, what are you doing? What are you working on? You know, right. I'm just going to really sit down and have, a, have coffee with strangers. But the more and more we looked at, um, you know, who was doing um, important work in Richmond along with diversifying the city in terms of how they were shopping or where they were eating, or where they yeah. were taking the kids to. Um, the the way we looked at the show kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. So um, every day I get asked, can I have coffee with you? And sometimes <laughs> I, I got to I gotta um, separate my businesses because I'm always like, sure, come on over to the Urban Hang Suite. Right, yes, right. buy a cup of coffee. Of course you can. <laughs> um, then versus um, they want to be on the show. Um, you know, it's it's very hard to tell someone I don't pick the guests because oh, I think they get disappointed. Yeah, it is also hard to tell someone that um, you know you might want to be on the show for all the wrong reasons. Uh, you know, like I got this thing coming up in next month. So I need to be on your show next month. You have just kind of told me why I'm yeah. not probably going to put you on the show because yeah. I want to have these very, very organic conversations with people. Um, I try not to look them up. I try not to know what they have going on. Um, so it is truly, I mean, there's, there was a couple where I was like, what's your name? You wow. know, and wow. as much as the, I, mean, I don't know if I embarrassed them more than they were like, oh, wait, this show really is about her sitting down having coffee with strangers. And I guess they thought that we did all this this research. And sometimes we don't. Yeah. Nominations come through. Um, yeah. We do allow people to nominate um, other people or um, the producers and the rest of the team kind of are like. Um, been watching a couple of people Um, so it's not hard for me to have these conversations with people because they truly are um, are strangers and um, you know I think that they get so nervous and so worked up about the 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 fact that no I'm just gonna be like so where'd you eat yesterday you know like this is not really anything you know complicated and I've had some people kind of sit down and like I've watched the they then relax, like, you know, and they're like, oh my God, Kelly, this was such a dope conversation. Thank you. Nice. So, um, I, so, yeah. I think that's so refreshing because we have morphed into such a reality-driven culture mm-hmm. that's yeah. not really reality. It's all scripted. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you are actually doing, it's, it is kind of, it is focusing on that reality, but it's real, yeah. like real. Yeah. This is you. This is what you do. If I find that they're going one way with the conversation, I'll bring them into something totally ah, different. Yeah. Just because again, people are watching Coffee with Strangers to find different ways to socially interact in this in this city. Right. And you may not think that you um could go do this or go do that or that this even existed. Right. Um, and so Coffee with Strangers is a good way for people to kind of see themselves in somebody else and then go try new things. So do you, do, too, do you prefer almost if you know less about someone than if you know more? Yeah. So um, uh, first season, we're, in, we're about to start our tip season. Woo-hoo. First season was straight friends. First two seasons. <laughs> like, um, it was just thank you for saying yes. Right. You know, I can't even believe y'all believe that we could do this, taking this passion project and doing something. Awesome. Now I have friends that are worthy. And I don't know if you watched this last season, but Matt came from behind the camera. Ah, um, this season. So awesome. anyone that I know personally, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna get Matt to do. Because oh, you excellent. can't deny them that they, you know, need to need to be on the show or living a very interesting life in this city. So Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So awesome. So speaking of running or having an interesting life, mm-hmm. um, uh, Urban Hang Suite is a cafe for creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any writers there? Oh yeah. Yeah, they, you know, and if you believe that, <laughs> see that creative word, yeah. not everybody gets. Mm. Everyone's creative. Right. Everybody has a creative something in their body. They may not have found it yet. They may yeah. not realize the way they are OCD and they organize their night shelf to like this per- <laughs> perfection. You know, right, is, right. that's their way of expressing themselves or getting it, you know. And so right. um, I think more, more so it's a social cafe that allows um, those introverted creatives to have mm-hmm. a place to be loud. Um, so whether that is um, hitting the stage, right. the piano's not tuned, but if they want to play the piano or if <laughs> right. you're um, 
what I call ear hustling is if somebody's sitting beside you and they're in this deep conversation and it so sparked you to work or it sparked your blog or it sparked your painting or, or as writers, it's, it's, it took you out of some writer's block. Um, that, (laughs) that is what, um, a social cafe is about. And then to jump in that conversation, no conversation is private in the hang suite. Take it somewhere else. I love that. Yeah. Take it somewhere else. Or if you don't, if you think it, So recently, um, and without calling anyone out, there was a meeting going on and they asked me to turn the music down. And I'm glad that I was there um, because I stated it in the way that I want the place to feel and look. And I said, um, I am going to turn this music down for you. Yeah. But you may want to reconsider where you have your meetings Ah. if noise is a hindrance or if you need a place that's a little bit more quiet because me turning this music down is affecting the other customers in here that needed that background noise and energy to be productive in their work environment. I love that. That's fascinating. Okay, I can't wait to go there. Yeah. I know. So, me too. Yeah. Me too. That is totally yeah. And you know, and, and, the, and the person kind of looked at me funny, but respected the way that I said it. You, yeah. This yeah. one meeting, you want to control the whole environment in the room. Urban Hang Suite's not the place for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You I can get work that. done. You can put your iPod, you know, your, your ears in and do right. what you need to do right. and drown everything out. But no, visually, you know, everything in that, from the smells, everything in yeah. that should be able to see something in you that you don't want to be quiet oh that's so oh, fascinating that sounds like the perfect place for us it yeah. really does because we we talk frequently we're sociable scribes yeah. so we're very outgoing we, we never but, shut up yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's true yeah. but we talk a lot about what that energy does and we realize even though we're both outgoing writers our processes are very different yeah i i like to be in that social atmosphere. I thrive off of being around other people, other writers, white noise. It could have something to do with the fact that I grew up around three younger siblings, so my house is never quiet. <laughs> um, so I, I don't I don't think I'm conditioned not to want silence. Yeah. Um, so I am way more productive when there's things going on around me as opposed to that quiet that a lot of writers do. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and I'm not somebody who doesn't need dead quiet. Like I need some music or some, mm-hmm. you know, conversations, but I can't have the conversation and write talk at the me. same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, we would yeah, be terrible yeah. working together. We would not work right well together. Cause I would try to talk like, to her while she There's separate, there's separate spaces in the hang suite. You don't so, have to sit beside each other. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Different window seats. Yeah, find <laughs> somebody else to talk to me. We, yeah. yeah, we could be together, but not together. I put a sign on your back that says, "Don't talk to them." <laughs> Great, thank you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, um, so uh, lots of um, oh, well, we're just talking about introverts. Um, mm-hmm. As somebody who plans social events mm-hmm. that brings people together, how do you incorporate introverts when you have something going on? Um, you know, I, I, I think I am, I've just realized I'm kind of an introvert. Really? I was about to ask you that. Yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it unless I'm not working. Yeah. Like I'd rather just, I now try to find, so whoever's throwing an event, mm-hmm. I try to make sure that if I want to go to the event, that right. they can hide me somewhere so I can enjoy the event. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't been able to happen yet, but even like out to dinner or, right. you know, I, I try to hide. I, I wear hats and sunglasses right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot just because I just sometimes just want to enjoy or be in the moment and right. um, being seen a lot. I can't be. Um, yeah. And sometimes I just kind of want to be by myself. So in saying that, um, you know, I do encourage those that you know, like I can tell the people that just want to be left alone or just uh, kind of want to you know, be in the background. And so, I, you know, I just kind of give that, you know, yeah. that recognition of I see you. Right. We don't really have to talk. We don't have to stay engaged. I'll check on you by just right. giving you that look right. of, you know, right. are, you, are you good? And then yeah. um, me allowing the, the host or whoever else is doing the events to understand, you know, 
sometimes just leave people alone, you know, right. or I'll jump in, you know, kind of like that bully when somebody's being bullied yeah. and you kind of jump in and you yeah. save them, yeah. you know, yeah. so if somebody is drawing attention to someone that wants to be left alone, I'm like, they are obviously sitting there not wanting to talk right. to you, you know, right. um, and so I'll kind of protect someone in that way. But for the, for the most part, you know, um, I, we do large scale events. Right, right. And it's not anything that you have to be, you know, interacting with. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's easy for that, that introvert to be comfortable. That's you know? awesome. Cause yeah. I think a lot of times introverts do feel on the spot, like, Oh yeah. snap, I'm in the middle of this huge social gathering. I have to say or do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So being respectful of that is huge. Yeah. So yeah, the larger, the better. I can see it when, you know, there's very intimate dinners or very, you know, those things right. where you have to engage with someone. Yeah. Maybe that's how we stick to the big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Okay. So obviously you have a background in communications, have grown up around communications, everything. No. No. Mm-hmm. What did you study? And, uh, sociology undergrad uh, uh. and sports marketing uh, masters. Oh, Never. So you fell I got into it. Thrown, thrown into it all three times. Wow. Yeah, all three times. Sideline reporting um, at VCU because mm-hmm. at the time Jeff Cable was the youngest basketball coach in um, NCAA. And so he was getting a lot of exposure and they felt like um, with our TV broadcasting system, we, they needed a a more feminine touch to it, uh-huh. I guess. Awesome. And because I was already, I knew the game and yeah. wasn't afraid to of, of that part. They threw me in front of the, a camera, no teleprompters, talk your talk. And oh, so because of that, then um, program director at Radio One Richmond was like, whoa, who was that doing the sideline broadcast hey, and stuff? Right. Um, awesome. they, they grabbed me and because they grabbed me, then I got to host Fridays at Sunset and different little oh, outdoor nice. festival things. And because of that, then that's how TV Came about. Okay, oh I'm gonna nerd goodness. out a little bit because I have okay, a journalism background. So I'm just and and I was into sports journalism in college. So I'm just curious. <laughs> so I'm gonna do a little bit of an aside here. Yeah. Did you do like play by play? No, I would just do sideline. So mm-hmm, I okay. would come in with players with the um you know if there was an injury report okay. um, and or um you know after the game with coach. Okay. So I did have to pay attention. Sure. Um, right. A little bit, but. As you know, with, with broadcast journalism, no one was in my ear or no, no teleprompters. No. So you that had you had to know, you had to know the game a little bit. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So did you do, what's, was it, did you do basketball? Basketball. What, just basketball? Just basketball. Okay. Yeah, at VCU. I did that for like 11 years. Last year was, yeah, I wasn't on the sidelines last year um, yeah. and because I opened the Urban Haze group. Right, but, right. Um, it, it, I, I it's when you know the game and love, love the game and like you can really have a good conversation with the coach or the players about truly what happens, yeah. then it makes it fun. Again, it doesn't make it feel like it's work. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, see, I envy her. Oh, uh, like, well, I did. So I, I went to UNC. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I covered, I covered the women's basketball team for a little while and I covered, um, I was on the video team for the football team mm-hmm. for a little while. But I never got a chance. I didn't do any sideline for the basketball. I did do a little bit with the Trial Sports Network. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of exposure, but never got a chance to get. It's hard to get in on the basketball it side is. there. It oh, was. Gotcha. And I so, think, and every year I ask for a student, like, well, does a student need to do this? Right. And I guess because of VCU, and it was, they had their own shows and they were yeah. so, their, their broadcast, um, their PR and, and broadcast, I guess, major. Yeah. And they were out there doing like real news and real shows that. <laughs> They never really sent anybody over to athletics. It was oh, it was it was very interesting. Now, also think about the nature of you know uh, Tar Heel athletics versus Ram athletics. You had sure. a, a wide variety mm-hmm. of sports to cover. Mm-hmm. Where basketball is the main focus. Yes, yeah, with us. So they may be like, well, if you had some more hits, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, yeah. that's yes. so cool. Though. Yeah, and everybody was like, well, was ESPN your dream? No. Never, you it know. was mine. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It was mine until I I I changed. I think part of it was that I got married mm-hmm. and I learned, I, I understood the landscape of broadcast enough to know that if I wanted to go down that road, it was kind of an all or nothing road. Mm-hmm. And to me, I valued the people in my life and my relationships more than the job. I didn't want to be the job. Yeah. And if you go, if you decide to pursue that, um, 
there's no, I mean, you, you're going to need the job. Yeah. And I didn't, I just didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, I, part of, there was a pull. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, there is something exciting about being in a newsroom. But at the same time, I just felt like there's another way. Mm-hmm. And eventually I found my own path. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an exciting field, but it's also very stressful. Very. Very, and that's why I never wanted to do it. It was ah, never anything, yeah, sure. you know what I'm saying, that I, I from the your hair to your Everything. dress to how you, oh, your yeah. weight, you got to, I mean, it's all of that hell. stuff, yeah, oh, to, you know, don't talk to the players afterwards, don't, you know, like, it was, oh, it was, goodness. yeah, it was a lot going yeah. on with that. Just let me, let me stand in front of this camera right. and, and, and give you guys these stats and, and, wow. and walk away. Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. So since you didn't have a teleprompter or someone in your ear, I'm guessing that, of course, you knew a lot about the players and mm-hmm. you knew a lot about their stories. Is that part of what you would do? Or how would you prepare? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, but doing every home game, you, you, once you once once you got through three games, then you right. kind of got in a re- rhythm. You knew their stats. Gotcha. Um, you knew how okay. to, what, what happened all, on the road, you know. Gotcha. And so it was it was kind of easy to formulate those questions, yeah. you know, maybe maybe starting game three. And then, you know, by game 16, you know, you, you've seen them play by then. Yeah. And so yeah. it, 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 it's not as hard. Now, I will say this. Um, you know, there's a media guy. So um, Sports Info's job is uh-huh. to get the other things like, you know, what's your pregame meal? Oh, and, you know, okay, what movie gotcha. do you watch? Is, is there any rituals and stuff? So yeah. you do turn to the, you know, the media guy for those little things that you can throw in. Gotcha. Yeah, but Very for the cool. most part, you're, you're just talking games, though. Gotcha. Yeah. So I am not a sports person. Mm-hmm. However, I do watch the news. So I remember when the Rams um, went to, was, the, final went to mm-hmm. the Final Four. So you were covering it when I that was. happened. I was. How exciting That's was that? Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a great run for the university. Yeah. yeah. Like it was. It, it built a lot of momentum. Um, this, when I got to VCU, and it was 1998, I was the very first uh, director of women's basketball. So when you talk about sports and and stuff like that, yeah. um, it, it was a, it was a great job. But women's athletics still was kind of getting you know the shaft of things. And so oh, yeah. as basketball started to turn, and Spears mm-hmm. started to be there in that final four run, like everybody benefited, yeah, um, off yeah. of that. So it was it was a good time at, at VCU, and I think that they 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 still hold on to that momentum. They yeah. do, yeah, yeah they, they do, yeah. Yeah. they really have. So. Again, not a sports person, but I see the billboards on mm-hmm. um, uh, 95, and yeah. I'm like, yay! Yeah. You know, I'm so happy it's our hometown team, even yeah. though I don't fully understand all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, quick question. I'm, I'm, I'm big on athletics. Yeah. So I'm cool. just curious, Do when you talk about women's athletics, so do the women's basketball team at BC, do they play on the same sport? Yes. See, they don't at UNC. Yeah, yeah. They have two different. UNC has two separate programs, right? Do you have women's sports and men's sports? Because like two separate. Yeah, some of the big schools that have football will do that. It always bothered me a little bit. They Mm -hmm. play. They play in Carmichael Auditorium, which feels almost. It's probably about this. I feel like it's probably about the size of Duke's auditorium Mm -hmm. compared to the Dean Dome, which is huge. Huge, Yeah. Um, But they just they can't fill the seats mm-hmm. to get them into the dingo. So it's just, it's interesting trying to build the momentum for women's sports yeah. that there is for yeah. men. So that's yeah. a constant battle. Oh yeah. No, no. Interesting. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not. Just, it's, yeah. And to go from, and to work both programs and you go to a men's game and then you go to a women's game and you're like, sometimes the women are better than the men. Yeah. And you're like, but They're they, awesome. yeah, they don't yeah. get the love. I don't know why that is, though. Yeah. yeah even, even professional. You look at WNBA. That's true. You look in their arena sometimes in those seats. Yeah. You know? So, anyway. Gosh. So, do, <laughs> yeah. you, have, do you have a favorite sports story? Mm-hmm. A favorite sports story? Mm-hmm. Like a game or... Yeah, 1996 when uh, UVA beat Florida State. Um, we got on ESPN because me and my girlfriends, uh-huh. we spelled out ESPN. That's when that was big. <laughs> And we, uh, Dead Presidents uh, was a popular oh, movie yeah. at the time. And so we painted our faces with the Dead Presidents look. <gasps> and oh so, like, front center, we made the, the football um, magazine and everything. But the funniest story is yeah. when my friends almost died because, you know, 
the way that uh, the the arena is is it go everything it's a bubble so it, it all goes okay. down. And yeah. so to beat Florida State in 1996, those goalposts were not connected back then. Oh. So it was it was get to the goalpost, and so we were down almost first row, and so you had to go. Everybody had to go because the way that the crowd was coming down on you, you had to go. So I grabbed oh, my, no. my girlfriend. We start running because we're like, all right, let's make it to the goalpost. <laughs> right. Her glasses fall <gasps> off wow. her face. She goes down to grab her glasses. She and this trained. guy just, uh-uh, it came out of nowhere. I mean, he, I mean, one number God because he grabbed, he scooped, <gasps> she grabbed the glasses. He scooped wow. her up and we all just kept running. Wow. Just so she wouldn't get trampled and she could still have her glasses. It was one of the best nights ever. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was one of the best nights. And then the whole the whole final four run with BCU was was an extremely good time. I bet so. Oh how cool. Sixty hours on a bus. To Texas, oh with man, sixty students. Yeah, oh, that was an adventure. It was. Sure, <laughs> it was. It was. We had a good time. Oh, that sounds good. good. Do I this one? This one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. So, how do you? Because because you really capitalize on this with coffee with strangers and with Urban Hand Hang Suite. So, how do you think stories have the power to energize a city like Richmond? Um. It gives you, I think it goes back to being real. You know, it's a real experience that somebody had. Um, You're hearing it out of that person's mouth. You know, although, you know, it's it's great for folk stories and folk tales and things to be passed on by by generations. But if you're able to hear how someone is living in present moment, you know, out of their mouths, Mm -hmm. um, I think it just, I I think for for the most part, I think people get some ease. Mm. Um, They feel like their problems may not be as bad as they think they are. They get a little bit of vulnerability in somebody else's story. Um, I, I, I think it may, just going back to the realness, you know, I think people, yeah. um, even as transparent as I am on my uh, Instagram, if anybody follow, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I don't hold my tongue too much. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I warn some of my um, parents um, that their kids, if they're following me, hey, tell your kid to get uh, my page for right. about, you know, a day or so because I got some stuff I need to get that out. Um, right. But, you know, but for the most part, it's just, it's being real. It's telling what's going on with you. And if that's your story, if that's your moment, you know, um, I, I just, I, I think that people are looking for that realness yeah. these days. It's, it's like one of the things I usually always like advise clients and people I work with and I'm helping them to be able to understand the power of their story and, and to bring it out is that stories break down barriers mm-hmm. because where you might think that this person has it all together and their life is perfect. When you have a chance to see on the other side of that a little bit, the real person they are and not what you built them up to be, yeah, it, it breaks that barrier down. And all of a sudden, you start to see we're all just real people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I love about stories. I yeah, think, I think it just draws you closer. Yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing I always get when I'm asking somebody a question about themselves, I'm like, you know what? That is a that's a that's a good question. <laughs> and I'm like, is it? <laughs> Like, it should be funny. real simple. <laughs> but I think I have to think about it. And I'm like, yes, this is just something about right, you. Right. Yeah, I didn't mean to throw you off. That is hilarious. That is too funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you were the MC for um, TED Talks Richmond? For women. For women. Mm-hmm, for women. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And I think they've had one more since, um, since then. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. So I wanted to ask you, do you think you'd like to do a TED Talk one day? You know, I got asked. Well, I got asked to, was, was you know, did I want to host or did I want to be, you know, am I right. ready to tell my story yet? And, you know, um, not yet. Okay. You gotcha. know, I, I feel like my, I'm not done. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you know, when you ask me, did I, I, I must have went to school for journalism. I, yeah. is that, that's what I've been thrown into. Right, but yeah. I, I literally think the Lord, like, I haven't seen it yet. Like, yeah. because he's introduced me or she um, to <laughs> so many different platforms mm-hmm. um, that I never thought that would, like, why do y'all even go together? Yeah. Sports, arts, and education. Like, you know, yeah. totally different things. But there's there's about to be something that comes together for this. So um, awesome. I'd, I'd like to tell that story once I get that that 
aha moment. There it is. And, and then put it out there. Yeah. Oh, well, I know we're going to front row seats. <laughs> yeah. You do. So, yes. That's awesome. So we have one more question for you. Okay. This is a good one. So tell us what the perfect day in the life of Kelly Lemon Nothing. <laughs> Listen, I will. I can. I can give it to you because I did it the other day. Oh, um, cool! I got up when my eyes said, "Get up." Yes. Um, what I'm, time is that? I think now to be. It was early. Really? I think it was like at eight something. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty early. Uh, right. Tell me to get up. There. Yeah. But I think they only said, "Get up. Uh-huh. Go downstairs. Get you something to drink. Uh-huh. Get you something to eat. Uh-huh. Check." Social media, see what the world is doing. Right. Then I think I went back to sleep <laughs> yes. for about two, three hours. Love right. It. Then I said, okay, my list on Netflix is way too long. <laughs> Let's start some of these things on Netflix. So, like, I would veg out. I'll get like some hot fries or some cheddar mm. Cheetos and, uh, and soda water. And I think between Netflix and, and on demand and yeah. some good ratchet TV yeah. and takeout, I wouldn't leave the house. You're not hooked on Game of Thrones or I'm not. Oh. Because me and we my, are. Well, we are me totally. and my boyfriend said that uh-huh. we want y'all to be done. Ah. And then we're gonna go back and binge. Oh, so that y'all smart. can be done with cause you, you all are crazy. Did you start watching it on the I did. See so. I binged. My okay. brother got me onto it like a couple years ago, and I literally binge watched six whole seasons. Oh, yeah. My yeah. husband would come home and be like, "Oh my god, are you for real?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got irritated with me. Yeah, he said, "Not, not, not till they're done." That's so we're gonna go smart. back. We're gonna go back. It's gonna be epic. That's okay. really smart. Gonna tell you. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they left us hanging for over a year. It was like really early. Yeah. <laughs> I did come. Yeah. I did come in late, but it is. Yeah, it's a really. It's fun. It is. What yeah. else do we binge watch? So. Oh, all the Marvel stuff. Oh, all the Marvel so we stuff. did. We did go to the movies this weekend. Oh, you did. Uh, yeah, we saw it. Yeah, yeah. We we made sure we saw what is it? Civil War. Yeah, you got to see all. Oh, yeah, good. Then, all the time. Yeah, and, and so. we're glad we did. Good. Um, I will say this. I also realized that I um, may have a little bit of adult ADD. Uh-huh. So three hours in the movie. That was too long. That is. I was on the edge of my tongue. How did you do? I did well because I was so sucked up in the story. I was sucked up. I was like this the whole time. Yeah, I I have to confess, I went to pee twice before the movie started because I was like, I am not getting up during this movie and having, and still I had to pee. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) and and, and what I think is, I think it's where our seats were. We were like in the middle of top. So you could not get out. No, you you felt bad for even asking anybody to get up so you could get out. Exactly. So that's one thing I did realize. I don't know if I can do three hours in the theater. Yeah. I need to be, I need to pause. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, yeah, my husband. It, he caught me on to Avengers. Oh, he did. Okay. He's one of those guys that collects, has been collecting comic books since he was a kid. Mm. So there's boxes of them. Oh, so wow. he got me into it. I mean, it didn't take much because I mean, I like like Spider Man and all those, but I didn't know much about yeah. Iron Man. And, yeah. 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 And so we have been yeah. watching them since, since they came out. Yeah. yeah. And I don't lie, Black Panther was what sparked me to go back and awesome. re- and look at and them look at all. everything. And, also, and look That's at the ties. Great. So now I go yeah. back, and I'm now I'm the person that sits at the end and waits for the <laughs> Yes, yes. Now we didn't miss time because I was ready to go. I know. Did we miss anything? There was a thing you said this one. Okay. My you can, you can Google it, FYI. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. My mom, so my mom saw Black Panther, <laughs> and we went to go see some other. It wasn't. It was in no way any type of adventure movie. Uh huh. It wasn't. It wasn't a Marvel movie. She's like, we need to sit and wait and see what happens. But mom. That is the only comic book movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like Black Panther just messed up. Yeah, yeah, she thinks that's an old movie. And the the bad part is that, you know, some people, like, so there's that one right after the the first credits and then the final final one. Yeah, and so those arguments are always funny, too. It's like, no, not the the last one, but the final final. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that is too funny. Okay, I have one last question, and that's for all three of us to answer. Okay. Because I figure it's only fair for all three of us. So, Speaking of uh, Marvel movies, what would be your superpower? Mm. Oh, I know mine. You know yours? Yeah. We mm. can we can let Nikita go first since you're thinking yeah. Kelly. Okay. That's because I'm married to a crazy dude. <laughs> um, 
Um, I think I want telekinesis. Ooh, why? I don't know. Something cool about being able to move stuff with my mouth. Mm. Something yeah. between that. It's 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 probably a tie between that and teleportation because if you can mm-hmm. teleport, mm-hmm. go anywhere you want. That's mm-hmm. true. You have to. Yes. Yes, you can. can. I have two what do you think, Kelly? Yeah. Since it's our world, yeah, definitely. I allow it. Yes, we, Kelly and I. My husband tells me I shouldn't have that power because if I get mad, I'll kill people. <laughs> like just <laughs> road rage. <laughs> <laughs> but you're probably right. So things work out. With oh, that's too funny. Okay. That's too funny. You still thinking, Kelly? I, I think the first thing that came to mind is I, I, I wouldn't mind being invisible. Ooh. Ooh. Just do. I, don't, I think I would just kind of sneak places, like yeah. to be able to, you know, just maneuver yeah. a little bit better. But the, also the time travel thing is, I would I would want to go back to certain times, not a couple of the times. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There just, would be some good times. Yeah, and some just, good just times. certain times. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. or maybe go more future to see, you know, yeah. how good or how bad it's about to be. That'd be mm-hmm. fascinating, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, very cool. Mine would be being a speedster like the Flash. Oh, I'd wow. like to be able to go and 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 I you know. Totally see you well, part that. of it too is because I'm a klutz, <laughs> and so I'm always knocking things over. So I would love it, like oh, I'm knocking over it. my drink. <laughs> I can't before it spilled on anybody. <laughs> So the power to prevent spills. Is that a super power? That is. That <laughs> you is. can make it up. You can make it up. Okay. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Oh my gosh. See, and if I had if I had speed, I'd be yeah, I just need to be invisible. Because if go. I was if I had speed, I'd i my to do list would be stupid. I would <laughs> add so much oh more things. I'd get that so done right. in a second. Oh, I had that and that and that and that and that. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That would be nightmarish yeah. at the end you'd of the day. So like, I had three hundred things to do and, and you I did like two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I may have to change. <laughs> no. It's better for guys to have a speed, have the speed, because mm-hmm. they're not gonna, they're not as productive as well. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just the truth. They're not gonna add a hundred things on their to do list. They're just gonna do one thing like a like really really fast. My husband would like run to Texas for tacos or something yes. crazy. No, exactly, like, exactly. You Where'd you get those French fries? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's true. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it not being such a serious you know, I get on I get on um, podcasts all the time and it's usually serious. How are you gonna change the world? And I'm like, I'm not. (laughs) This is what we we have to deal with. Oh my gosh. Let me ask. We should get like you're welcome. Exactly. Have fun. So, oh my gosh, Nikita, how delightful is Kelly? She's so awesome. I love how she's so real, so down to earth. Yes. Well, and and she, we talked a little bit about the extrovert, introvert thing. I think she's so able to observe what other people need and meet that need. Mm -hmm. I loved what she was talking about with the Urban Hang Suite that um, the group came in and they asked to turn the music down and she was like, we'll do it this once. But she's very carefully, obviously, orchestrated a a space for people to be creative. And she's thought about what the noise level should be, what the music should be like. We even mentioned that if you and I went together, we would have to sit in separate corners. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, yeah, we could accommodate that, which shows to me that she's, she's thought it through. She knows people well enough to be able to intuit. And she, she delivers so beautifully on what she promises. I found it very interesting that she herself is a bit of an introvert because being someone that's so in the public eye yeah. all the time, um, you wouldn't think. Yeah. I mean, for um, people who are in Richmond, she's kind of a local celebrity. Not yeah. kind of. She is a local she celebrity. Is, yeah. And um, she even said she has to go incognito sometimes so people <laughs> don't call her out, which I can see all the time. Um, but the yeah. fact that she is an introvert. Yeah. I found that really interesting. Um, just, I don't know, her, her experience, her rich experience has been, is really interesting because for me coming from a journalism background and our, we have, there, there's some parallels between our background, Yeah. but I studied journalism, but yet she lived out what I was trying to do. Yeah. Just really completely and totally by accident. Right. You know, um, but it's really cool how 
the things that have happened from her being a sideline reporter mm-hmm. with VCU, which led her to being um, an on-air personality with Radio One, which is amazing. She's awesome. Yes. Um, all the little things that have happened have led to the next step for her, right. where right. she is in her career. Yeah. Which of course now she's a. Uh, an entrepreneur running the Urban Hang Suite, mm-hmm. and I. It's really funny how she taught. You know, your first question to her was, "What is a social entrepreneur?" Right. And her definition of that, when she became a social entrepreneur, was quite different than what people perceive a social entrepreneur to be today. Yeah. You know what I think now that um, we're talking about it. I had asked about what our superpowers were, yeah. and I was kind of being funny about it but seriously I think one of her superpowers is adaptability mm-hmm. and the ability that whatever life throws at her she makes it into her own whether it was she didn't have a communications background but she owned it and took over when she was doing the sideline stuff she wasn't really I don't think had a restaurant background no she started working at Mama J's no and, and then also with the coffee with strangers she kind of prefers it when she doesn't know about people and how refreshing is that? That's amazing. I, I I took from her. I think one of the things that I've learned about her, and I think that everybody listening to the podcast can learn from listening to her, is she has always lived her truth. She's yes. always stayed in her zone and lived within her passion, um, which is it, it sounds like something that's very easy to do, like mm-hmm. oh yeah, be passionate, live with passion. But you, it's surprising how many people don't. I mean, most people don't. Right? right. And she's the perfect example. I mean, at the time that she started Coffee with Strangers, it wasn't, um, it was a passion project. She right. Said, yeah. You know, she did it, but, but she was courageous enough to say, this is something I feel strongly about. Yeah. I want to connect with Richmond. Yeah. And she did it. Yeah. And she's transcended. Which is amazing. Totally, totally. And we didn't talk about this, but Richmond itself has become more of a more of a destination for people to come. I hear more and more people. I was just about blown out of the water um, one day because I lived in Richmond almost all my life. And uh, this lady said, oh, I moved here from California because I really love the vibe here in Richmond. And I just about fell off my chair because <laughs> I was like, right. why California is so cool? And then I look around <laughs> and I'm like, Richard's pretty dang cool now. And I think Kelly has had a lot to do with that. Yes. And been instrumental with um, connecting people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that we were able to have her on the show today. Most definitely. So thank you all so much for listening to us. And give us some feedback. Um, We would love to hear a review. Yeah, exactly. We love reviews. Tell us what you think about the show. There we go. Tell us your superpower. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Sociable Scribes podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week to learn more amazing tips on writing and publishing. And if you like this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend.